0: Welcome to the Guardians of Grace podcast. Relax. You have found the right place. We're here to serve. Join us. Holding to pure grace. Again, relax. Join in with us. Listen on. Be blessed.
1: Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Guardians of Grace podcast. My name's Bill. And I'm sitting across the table from my old buddy, longtime buddy, great friend, Grace Guard Dog Steve.
0: Oh, you did the old buddy thing (laughs) again, huh? Oh. It was out there. Okay, okay. Longtime friend, not an old buddy. Yeah, ancient buddy? How does that work for you? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, you're killing me! You're killing me! No, I was thinking of that. I, when I we looked pro- up the word, yeah, I can produce an old man. I can produce an old man, that's for sure. But I'm we don't want to see off. that guy. No, on the podcast. We're all better off if I produce the new man.
1: No, it's actually called the ancient, ancient man of us, isn't of it? us, of
0: us. Yeah did Did you know that in Romans six? He crucified this. the ancient man of us, that ancient part of us that has received the label of old man, and he crucified that part in his eyes. We see the old man of us, like it says in Ephesians 4.22 and following. We see the old man of us active, in it, and it says he's causing us to, he's wreaking havoc. The old man in us who wreaks havoc in the realm of time, we see the old man of us. He's the guy who makes us do what we don't want to do and not do what we do want to do. And he's the old man of us is like Dennis the Menace, always causing trouble. By sight, we
1: see him in the here and now. By faith, we see him as the ancient man who has died. You know what i've been seeing a lot lately steve is just watching the news and sometimes like god talks to you in songs and watching the news even but just this horrible thing in hawaii and that horrible thing in ohio and the horrible thing with the world trade center
0: yeah yeah. And I
1: keep hearing this song. It's an elevation worship song.
0: I love them. They are the. I recommend them so highly.
1: Oh, I love it. My wife,
0: loves an addict. So's my wife. She she actually does those songs at church when she's singing. She oh, picks awesome. and and learns it and studies it, and the whole band pulls it together, and they sing those elevation songs.
1: And there's one they sing. I wish I could sing. I'd sing it for you. But it has that line, You give beauty for ashes. Love that song. Man. Yeah.
0: Love that song. Lately does that song. It
1: turns out it comes out of, it is a, a Bible verse. It's Isaiah 61, like one or two.
0: Did you look it up? You, yeah. You, you know, see, I don't know anything about it from the Bible. I know that there's a verse that says we'll stand on the ashes of earth the ashes of our works But um, oh
1: yeah I think Malachi ends with that passage but there'll be healing in his wings I think it is
0: but I have n- never thought about, I love the song, I sing it it's, it's on the tip of my tongue all the time the hook hooks me and I sing the hook all the time I, I've never looked for the insight that the Bible has about it.
1: Jesus actually quotes, I don't know if I said it or not, My I got ashes for memories. <laughs> <laughs> <I> Me <mean>, too. <laughs> That's funny,
0: but, but true.
1: It is Isaiah 61. We can take a look at the whole Isaiah 61 because it's only 11 verses.
0: Good, and it, it, good.
1: And it ends on just the exact message we talked about last week with the bringing in of the new covenant of righteousness, I found the new Guardians of Grace word. It's causative righteousness. Oh, oh,
0: oh, causative oh, oh, righteousness. Oh, oh. Causative righteousness. Wow, that! Yeah. And we've been talking about the old covenant
1: was a two-party covenant, and if you kept. We, the people, kept our end of the covenant; that would be our righteousness. They did not keep their end of the covenant. This Isaiah sixty-one ends with the new covenant and a causative righteousness because of the planting
0: of the Lord. So, you're you're saying causative righteousness is something God causes. Yes. His righteousness is not the filthy rag; it's it's real righteousness.
1: Exactly. You know, remember how we were talking last week about Jesus saying, "I am the vine; you are the branches. I if read, you abide in me,
0: I, I will abide in you, and you will bear, bear much fruit." fruit. And, and I could actually do the review because that's what we saw in Isaiah, where God said, "Here, I." built a whole vineyard for you now you oh you use your causative righteousness to bear fruit In in isaiah they never did he said i waited for the fruit but you never produced it
1: that was self-produced righteousness yes by keeping the covenant the two-party covenant
0: filthy rag righteousness
1: now, did God give them an unfair shot to produce righteousness, or did he
0: do a good job planning? and? Oh, he set everything. He, he built the stage for them. He, he made the stage, and all they had to do was do their part. And they didn't.
1: They could not produce fruit.
0: Could not do
1: it. But the new covenant is a planning of the Lord. It's kind of what this Isaiah 61 ends, ends on. A new planting of the Lord.
0: Yes. After destroying the first vine. Where Jesus says to them that, hey, I'm I'm the vine, you're the branches. He's telling them that there's a a new covenant and a new way to be part of the vine. And you
1: missed something important, too. My father is the vine dresser. So it's, it's going beyond just planting and watering. We actually have a vine dresser. And when I don't know much about vines, but I think you need a vine dresser because it says he throws. Well, they have to be
0: held up. They have to be. you got to build all those sticks and everything. And he was the vine dresser in, in Isaiah, too. But he just left the vine alone after that. In this new covenant, though, he actually causes the vine to grow. I know I've, I've never raised grapes.
1: I don't think you can in Florida, but I did do some tomatoes, and you they're, need a vine dresser. Yeah. You have yeah. to put up these trellises, and but who does that? Us in the in the old covenant, they were supposed to lift themselves mm-hmm. up. It's like to pull yourselves up from the bootstraps.
0: Booster. Yeah, it's not going to yeah. happen. No, that's bad. That's bad pulpiting there.
1: But me as the vine dresser, I got these little trellises and things and you you have to put them up so that the vine can grow up on that and the vine can intertwine the branches can intertwine and they produce fruit the vine dresser is just very important he he prunes what's not bearing fruit and back to how we started there's that old man of us that creeps in there sometimes that he needs a little chop. Get him cut out those branches there. out.
0: Cut those branches out. They don't produce fruit. They just no, get in the way. Whatever doesn't produce fruit in this new covenant, Jesus said, gets chopped off. Earth.
1: Yeah, and that that's not a scary verse like we used to think of. It's actually God doing us a, a favor and getting the dead works out of our way. But let me just read a couple verses. In Isaiah 61 Isaiah 61 1, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek he has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound in bondage to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. We're going to go back to that last thing, the day of vengeance to our God.
0: Okay. To
1: comfort all that mourn. To appoint to them that to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes. There's our love that saying. Yeah. The oil of joy for mourning the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness, that they might be called trees of righteousness, mm. the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. Now, if that sounds
0: familiar... Oh, boy, did Jesus get in trouble for saying that. They, they stoned him. They tried to stone him.
1: They walked him out to the city, yeah, and tried to kill the guy.
0: Yeah, for saying that.
1: So, Having read that in Isaiah 61, can you read where he quotes this verse?
0: I think Luke 4, right? It's Luke 4, 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, and he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, in recovering the sight of the blind to set at liberty them who are bruised. And he doesn't mention about a day of vengeance, does he? No. that that's He took that out of the... The good news. Yeah. He, he didn't say that part. He only quoted what he wanted to. That's key
1: into why there was a day of vengeance and why that is really actually already happened we'll get to that but you see how it says good tidings i think yours says
0: something different than good tidings mine actually says the gospel the euangelion is the word i think he used but it was the good news that's what euangelion means that's what gospel means gospel means good news and we've learned from Romans 16 we
1: did a podcast on that that God is able to establish us with this good news with this this gospel this good this gospel this good tidings in the King James good news unto the meek he has sent me up to bind the brokenhearted and proclaim the liberty to the captives didn't paul say who will liberate me from this this bondage of of decay
0: that's the captives he means too they were captive to the sin guy that lived in their human nature and overpowered their nature if you want to understand what the captives are remember he who sins is a slave to sin right after jesus said that right after he said the truth will set you free and then he said he who sins is a slave to sin that's the truth that's we are captive to the sin the sin that lives within us you could say we don't have a free will and we'll get it
1: (laughs) we got a big time verse on that coming up too how about this the opening of the prison to them that are bound did, did Paul say that sold as a slave to sin I'm a prisoner mm-hmm. to sin yes the poor this word for poor in Isaiah 61 it, it's it's not just like I have trouble meeting my bills it's destitute to the point of needing absolute help on every part of your life That's what water
0: needing water, water. Just needing water. I yeah. can't,
1: I can't provide
0: anything. No. For don't myself. care about toothpaste. Don't care about hygiene. Just just want water and food right now. So this old covenant
1: has left everyone destitute, slaves, prisoners, poor, captive?
0: It actually does when you look at God's economy where by you give God the credit for what he's doing through you and that stores you up treasures in heaven they weren't doing that they were poor because they weren't giving Jesus the credit for working through them and then 61 two, to proclaim
1: the acceptable year of the Lord they're feeling rejected not accepted the Old covenant, the law, made you feel rejected,
0: like, like an outcast, an
1: outcast, poor, brokenhearted. Sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, sick, slave, captive, prisoner. Jesus'
0: message set them free. Can we read it again? Yeah, yeah. What he said? He said, "Bind up the the sick." Isn't that what it says in Romans that, or Corinthians that he who's bound to the Lord is one spirit?
1: Yes, and it says bind up the brokenhearted.
0: Doesn't he give us a new heart? I know, why would he say he's gonna bind you up? Because he's gonna cause you, he's gonna do causative righteousness through you. you. You'll be bound to him, you'll be his instrument yield the members of your body as an instrument to God and not an instrument to sin in Romans 6.
1: Yes, that word is in the Bible, causative righteousness. (laughs) And it is the exact opposite of self-righteousness. What did the Old Covenant
0: produce? Not causative righteousness. It produced self-righteousness. righteousness Righteousness,
1: which is zero righteousness
0: filthy rag literally
1: a minstrel rag to God to appoint unto them that mourn what else does the law make you do makes you feel depressed sad to appoint to them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes did the old covenant
0: produce beauty no it did not
1: what did it produce that's all it
0: produced was ashes because it all burned all the work of the old covenant human effort that they tried so hard it all burned it became ashes that's why malachi would say we can walk on the ashes of their works what about this
1: one guard dog steve He's going to give us the oil of joy for mourning. How much joy did we produce
0: under the law? How much joy did Israel produce under the law? They didn't produce any because joy is a fruit of the Spirit. They had to wait until the new covenant came so that he would pour out his Spirit in our hearts and then we could bear the fruit of the Spirit, not human determination, the fruit of the Spirit, and it would produce joy.
1: I like it, it's called the oil of joy. And what's another name for the Spirit is the, the, the oil. oil? The oil, the spirit of joy. Yeah. Instead of mourning. And I know these are no brainer comparisons. But let me just finish it out. The oil of joy for mourning, right? We did that one. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, weighed down, burdened.
0: That's depression.
1: That is the definite clinical depression is weighed down with burdens. Yes. That they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of The Lord, that He might be glorified.
0: So, who planted them? The one who's going, who should get the glory for it. The one who should get the glory for it planted it, and He should get the glory for planting it. And He's none other than God Himself. So, Isaiah sixty-one is
1: clearly talking about bringing in a new covenant.
0: Yes, where God does it. Yes. And gets the glory. That's, that's the whole thing of the new covenant. He does it through you, you give him the glory. That's exactly what the last two phrases in your passage said. He plants you and you give him the glory.
1: And hey, can you read the passage in Luke you just read again?
0: Okay, okay. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor and has sent me to heal the brokenhearted and preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind to set liberty them who are bruised, or captive really.
1: And Jesus leaves off
0: something, doesn't he? Yes.
1: I'm just going to put it out there, but to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord, and didn't Jesus put up the scroll? Yes. And he didn't quote this next half sentence, and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn. How can a day of vengeance comfort all that mourn? If you know what really happens, it's the total taking away of the first. To establish the second
0: Like it says in Hebrews In other words He poured out his vengeance And everybody paid their sin debt And he ended That Old covenant To make the new Covenant
1: Who was all the vengeance Of God and all the Sense of violated righteousness Placed on Jesus Jesus in one day so that he could proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord when Jesus went to the cross and died how much of our violated righteousness of keeping the law
0: was put on him everything every little piece whether we did it and didn't know it or or did it on purpose all of that he took care of every form of sin that is imaginable so
1: what makes more sense our dog steve that jesus just forgot that part of isaiah or was he he came to proclaim the good news and he kept all that judgment for sin to himself right because it says had the rulers of this age that would be the, the scribes and pharisees yes Understood the wisdom of God, they would not have crucified Jesus. Right. This was whole completely set up for Jesus to be rejected. And I think
0: the rejected worked. Right. And he left out the idea of vengeance because he was the vengeance was going to be placed on him. And if the rulers and authorities at that time knew that he was talking about all the vengeance being poured out on him and him drinking the cup of God's wrath when he was put on the altar. They would not have crucified him. So it was still part of that secret that had been hidden through the ages and Jesus purposely left that part out. He
1: had to because they. it says they would In the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not come to know God. So God was well pleased through the foolishness of this proclamation. This gospel. This gospel. uh, We just read in Romans 16 that establishes us. But this foolishness of this gospel, had they understood it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But God kept it a secret. Right. So that's why Jesus... Didn't mention that part. Yep. And he says, today in your hearing, this passage
0: is fulfilled. Exactly. Exactly. The good news is being proclaimed to us. Thank you so much for what you did. What an amazing book. I'm telling you, you guys, I can't say it loud enough that this book is... Written by God. He took 2,000 years to write a book for you You can actually read a book from your God. You can read a book from your creator and the book is Beyond mind-blowing. It's beyond mind-blowing. It's beyond human wisdom It takes your spirit to understand the things that are being spoken about in this bible it's like you could say it's a magical living book but magical's not really the greatest word but it's a miraculous living book and you can receive the wisdom from it it can literally like james said humbly accept the word that was planted in you that's able to save you that this word that you read every day can save you from the sin guy that dwells in you the word of god is active and sharper than any two-edged sword able to split between flesh and spirit i can't tell you what an amazing book this is and how important and powerful these words that are written right here in a book from God to you, how powerful they are. powerful man. Mmm, they got power.
1: They do. And let let me pick up again in Isaiah 61 seven. Okay? Okay. For your shame. Now he's talking to the people under the old covenant. For your shame you shall have double and for confusion they shall rejoice in their portion therefore in their land they shall possess the double everlasting joy shall be upon them that's sweet so for their shame you shall have double but what that really means is Jesus actually
0: paid double
1: for all the violated righteousness committed in the
0: first covenant. Yeah, yeah. Like it said about Joseph, he got a double portion of the spirit. A great example, yeah. So
1: in any way that you think you have not suffered enough judgment for your sin or paid for your sin, it says they received double for their unrighteousness and their shame. And then I'm going to jump down to Isaiah 61, 10. Okay. No, I'm going to go to 9. Okay. So, and their seed shall be known among the Gentiles and their offspring among the people. All that see them shall acknowledge them that they are The seed which the Lord hath blessed. Wasn't that going back to the Abrahamic
0: covenant? Covenant, yeah. In your seed I will bless, and I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you.
1: In your seed, all Israel will be blessed. Yes. All
0: nations will be blessed. Yes. All people will be blessed. And like Galatians said, he he was not talking about many seeds but he was talking about one and that seed was Christ in Galatians 4 so
1: let me read Isaiah 61 9 and we'll point out the fulfillment
0: of this prophecy Mm -hmm. yeah I think we did quite a bit but if there's more to say we'll say it
1: just to get it down yeah And their seed shall be known among the Gentiles And their offspring among the people All that see them Manifestation Yes Shall acknowledge them That they are the seed Which the Lord has blessed Mm -hmm. So what was the blessing?
0: The gift was righteousness He, He labeled us as righteous then he gave us the blessing of the promised Holy Spirit was which was the seed Isaiah was talking about that the whole world will know that Israel has the blessed seed that comes from God remember you have been born again not of perishable seed but of imperishable seed in 2 Peter you have been born again of not of perishable seed but imperishable seed Peter was talking about the seed which is Christ that the whole world will understand that you've got that seed you you literally have the seed of Christ because I can see Christ manifesting in you the children of God, and I'm quoting First John 3, the children of God never ever sin because they have been born of the sperma of God. They are the children of God that came from the seed of God, which was the sperma of God, which lives in you. These children of the light, as it's called, are none other than the Holy Spirit, living in you doing for you what you can't do for yourself and causing people to take note of your behavior remember that this is all talking about your behavior your behavior can be stellar and you can shine as a christian and people will go man that guy's really got it he's got the spirit in him have you ever heard people say man that guy's full of the Spirit, or that guy really has the Spirit. Well, this is what they're talking about. This is what is prophesying. He's prophesying that we would get that Spirit. That's so awesome. And you guys, we have it. We have it. All this has been fulfilled. We have the Spirit of God. Do you realize this book from God is telling you? And it was prophesying you. That was 800 years before it actually happened. But the book was telling everybody that it's going to happen. And it did. Just like the book said. And the book tells you that you have the Spirit of God living in you. And you do. The book is true and not false. Wow. And hey, let me finish up on
1: Isaiah oh. 61, 10 and 11. We get to eleven. It's going to bring us back to the vine and the branches, the planting of the Lord. This is the beauty after the ashes, the gladness Mm -hmm. after the depression, the transformation, the riches after poverty. All the good things he prophesied about in Isaiah. So now I'm down to verse ten. I will greatly rejoice and pat myself on the back in my (laughs) effort. No, no. I will greatly rejoice in. The Lord, capital L, capital O, capital R after the D. The
0: I, I am. am.
1: The I am. I am your righteousness. My mind, my will, my emotions shall be joyful in my God. Another fruit of the Spirit. For he has clothed me with the garment of salvation, he has covered me with the robe of righteousness. As a bridegroom decketh himself with ornament. I'm sorry, I'm Brendan King, peace. And as a bride adorneth herself with her jewels. Okay, last verse. Verse 11. For as the earth bringeth forth her bud, and as the garden causes the things that are sown in it to bring forth, so the Lord will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth all the nations let me read it one in the ESV. for as the earth bringeth forth its sprouts and as a garden causes what is sown in it to sprout up so the lord will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all the nations you want to hear the young's literal for as the earth bringeth forth her shoots And as a garden causes its own things to shoot up, so the Lord Jehovah causes righteousness and praise to shoot up before all the nations. Reminds me of the old Green Acres day when he would give that speech he would give his wife. She would say, Oliver, are you going to give that speech about the plants shoosting up?
0: (laughs) I don't remember. (laughs) That that was before my time, Bill. (laughs) I wasn't that old. I was a big Arnold Ziffel fan, so yeah, yeah. But okay, God's causing the the shoots, and people are praising.
1: Well, I read three translations, and it doesn't say anything about
0: trying real hard to no produce fruit. It's, it's, that's what I mean. The, the, all the praise goes to God in that passage. Let me just read the easy
1: read esv okay for as the earth brings forth its sprouts and as a garden causes what is sown in it to sprout up that's a farming rule there steve yeah yeah. whatever you sow you reap you reap so the lord god will cause righteousness and praise to sprout up before all the nations who was planted in the ground what seed Christ and the first fruits the first fruit actually happened on resurrection day and it's righteousness and praise to sprout up before all the nations all the nations will see this righteousness and they will praise God that's the new covenant
0: that's the new covenant they'll see your behavior and praise your God for your behavior the message that Isaiah is trying to get across that in seven or eight hundred years from now, however long Isaiah made this prophecy before Jesus fulfilled it, he was telling the people that everybody will praise you for what the seed in you is doing through you. And he, and he does the seed oh. whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace for the peacemaker james said the seed whose fruit is righteousness that's what we're talking about that's what isaiah himself was talking about the seed whose fruit is righteousness is sown in peace for the peacemaker he causes us to be peacemakers and he sows righteousness for us and it causes people to instead of wanting to war with us they calm down and they literally praise our god for what somehow i just said as the peacemaker that is what isaiah is telling you he's the peacemaker for you he's whatever you need him to be he will do it for you and people will see what he has done through you and praise god Isaiah was telling us this hundreds of years before Jesus even came. Hundreds of years before the new covenant even happened. He was describing the new covenant perfectly. And that is
1: what you just described was the definition of this new kind of righteousness. It said it's actually causative righteousness.
0: Go off on that word in light of what we're talking about.
1: Causative righteousness is completely opposite of the righteousness that the law brings. Or people make. That people can, in their own determination, make. Yeah. The righteousness that people in their own strength make is ashes, bad fruit, all the things we read about last week. We talked about that. last yeah. talk, podcast on Isaiah 5. Yeah. Worthless grapes. Yes. Yes. Causative righteousness came from the seed that was sown. The seed that's sown produces fruit after its
0: own kind. Yeah. And when you're saying its own kind, it produces fruit like of the Spirit. What the Spirit would do... the spirit would do love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness and self-control that's the kind of fruit that the spirit does and it that seed that Isaiah was prophesying about does that for you that is the definition of causative righteousness it's God causing you to Behave in a righteous way, or God causing you to be the doer of something righteous. It's his power in you causing you to be an actually stunning picture of righteousness. It's God who causes you to do things. Remember Philippians two twelve where it says and it's God who works in you to will and to do his good pleasure? When you see yourself and all the people around you doing God's good pleasure, you're seeing God doing causative righteousness in that person. He is working in that person to will and do god's good pleasure that's what the definition of causative righteousness is god working in you to will and do his good pleasure and then all the nations seeing you acting in a manner worthy of god and they begin to praise god for what They're seeing in you. That's what the epistles are full of. And they praise God for what you did. They praise God for your love for the other people. They praise God because you tithed and gave, gave money so we could give it to these other people. They praise God for this. Just watch and see how many times in the epistles it says they praise God for something you're doing the verb that you are doing they're praising god for your behavior because they know it is the seed that isaiah prophesied about that this book is telling you about this book from god it is telling you about causative righteousness the fact that god causes you to act and behave in a way that is pleasing to him and the people around you praise God for what they see you doing. That's the essence of the new covenant. The new covenant is I will put my spirit in you and cause you to walk in my statutes, causative righteousness. Then all the people will see it and they will learn how to experience it themselves but they will give praise to God and store up treasures in heaven that's how the legal system of the new covenant yeah the legal system of the law of Christ that is mentioned in 1 Corinthians 9 to someone who is without law I became without law except I was under the law of Christ I was under this law of causative righteousness where God works in me to will and do his good pleasure and I do that for anybody of any I guess religion you would say or something I do that and they see me shine and they want what i have which is that seed of god and they ask to be born again that that's it's a beautiful thing it's a beautiful thing and i don't know why everybody is preaching go out and do this and do that and do this and that's old covenant that's old covenant stuff and and they're telling you to you know watch out for the politicians and you know just don't mind your own business get into everybody else's business and no we're set here to be shining examples of what it's like to live under the power and the influence of the god who created us that is what we're supposed to be we're supposed to be witnesses of god witnessing that god did this in me yesterday witnessing that God did this in me the day before we witness all the things that God does through us and people praise God that's what, the, that's what Isaiah said hundreds of years before Jesus got it all started but they praised God for what for God's causative righteousness let me just end on that and it is important to
1: point out that it it is the fruit of the Spirit and not the fruits. It is singular. This one fruit, a seed produces af- fruit after its own kind. This one fruit is manifesting as love, manifesting as joy, manifesting as
0: peace and patience and kindness and good. But it's all one fruit. That's why in 1 Corinthians 12, it says... The Spirit manifests itself in a variety of ways. Yes. Just amazing, Steve.
1: I think we're running out of time, but this is a planting of the Lord. And it took place after the planting of self-righteousness, I guess you could say.
0: It's why the law had to come before the gospel. And end. the end. And please let it end in your mind. I'm going to pray that it does. Father God, please allow everybody listening to this podcast to have a spirit of wisdom and revelation come over them so that they can have ears that hear and a mind that understands what you prophesied hundreds of years before it happened. That each person would receive a seed and that seed would do for them what they can't do for themselves, allow everybody who listens to this podcast to say, from now on, I'm just going to depend on the Lord. That's called called waiting on the Lord, or that's also called in Hebrews resting, trying to enter that rest, just saying, I am going to stop trying to be the Christian, and I am going to let Jesus, the seed, be the Christian through me, and I'm just going to give him credit for what he is doing through me. I'm going to try a new way of life. That's what Paul said. This is my new way of life in Christ Jesus that I preach everywhere in every church, Lord. Allow them to receive that teaching that Paul taught everywhere in every church that depends on Christ to live the Christian life through each and every person who's listening to this podcast. In Jesus' name, amen.
1: Amen. Good night, everyone. We love you. Love you guys. Good night.